well, 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 well. We start the way we start. Folks, until the lions have their own historians, the tales of hunting would always glorify the hunter. And you know I'll say that again. I said until the lions have their own historians, the tales of hunting would always glorify the hunter. Hello and welcome to the most opinionated hour on radio and the nation's thought-provoking hour. Well, what can I say? A lovely lockdown Monday to us all. But here we are again through the benevolence of the Almighty. Once again, he's looking down on us and he's smiling at us. Despite our ignorance... He's still here for us. Well, folks, I am Nana Ansakwao IV, Chief of the Little Republic of Akwamu Edumasa, and welcome to another edition of That's My Opinion. Every Monday, rain or shine, lockdown or lock up, we meet up here right after news night, here on Joy 99.7 FM. The amazing thing about this ritual is that it's performed by patriots. And for those of you tuning in for the first time because of lockdown, you know, you will be amazed at the depth and the level of passion that will come to play when we get into the calling section. You will be amazed. You'll probably be hooked. So set your timers on Monday, right after news night, we meet up here to perform this beautiful ritual. And today our topic is Ghana, a republic nation with two states. Ghana, a republic nation with two states. Folks, it is not Ghanaian to live through repeated misfortunes that befall us. Maybe I have to say that again. Folks, I said it is not Ghanaian to live through repeated misfortunes that befall us. It is not our tradition. All throughout history, there are countless stories of drastic measures that were taken to prevent misfortunes from repeating themselves. And to stop me from going on and on and on, let me take one big one. Take the Ashantis and Asante mind. Individual states coming together as one to form a strong army to stop the Dentra people from attacking and harassing them. That was the extent they went. Relinquishing a bit of their power, a bit of their individual powers for a greater good. Until date, until date, in order not for that to happen again, they still stay together. Even though you and I know the likelihood of them being attacked by danger is very, very slim, but the bond still stands. That is the tradition. That it will never happen again. And that was our tradition, folks. Now, wherever you come from, I don't know, but you can do a little research and you find that an event happened in history that caused them to take an oath that this shall never happen to us again. But the modern Ghanaian, the degree-holding Ghanaian, the the highly schooled Ghanaian, the, the civilized, westernized Ghanaian is a mysterious animal. Our attitude is just too amazing 
Folks, our attitude is just too amazing. We can dig out a gutter and leave the filth right next to it to be washed right back in at the next rains and get flooded. That's us. <laughs> we live through mistakes as though I don't know what to say. I don't want to use any words because we are all already stressed with lockdown, but, but, but we are amazing. I want to once again congratulate the government for the way they are handling matters and the way they are going, you know, doing, we're doing better than most countries. Not just African, but we're doing better than most countries in the world. Believe it or not. But nations are just envious of us and our leadership towards this whole fight against the virus. The frequent flow of information, the effort to quarantine and contact trace those who may be affected. Folks, all I can say is are you cool and well done and keep up the good work. For had we been living in one nation, I tell you that Nanado would have been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Yes, if we were living in one nation, I tell you that Nanado would have been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. But at this rate, I don't know. I'm sure you are wondering, you know, what's he talking about two nations? I mean, this is not Libya. Well, folks... The so-called middle class, and I've said it here many times, that the middle class is too selfish. Too selfish. And when the call for shutdown came, it kind of put the nail in the coffin just to seal our typical behavior of who we are. And let me add that, you know, I may be very much in this class. Although I can say for a fact that I am not too selfish. Maybe a little bit, but not too selfish. If anything at all, I get beaten up for fighting too much for the have-nots. But we are all in it. We are all in it. Folks, when people started calling for a lockdown, I remember telling my wife that some don't even have a door to lock. (laughs) Lockdown, they don't even have a door to lock. What are they talking about? This is serious. The middle class says this is serious. We are in war times. Damn the consequences and lockdown. And then I ask, which nation is the president going to lock down? Which nation is the president going to lock down? The one that actually has doors to lock? Or it will include those who have virtual doors. Stock up for a while, they say. Again, is it the nation where people have refrigerators? Or it will include nations with virtual refrigeration. And the good one was, stay at home. (laughs) Stay at home. That is where I knew that we have almost lost touch with reality. Folks, in 2010, there was a, you know, according to the Ghana Social Service, says, you know, they did a survey. And there were 63,000 children living in the streets of Accra alone. 63,000, 2010. 
Now, I'm very sure they were not given birth to by the Virgin Mary, which means there are mothers and fathers out there too for these children. 63,000, 2010. I'm sure the numbers today will baffle you. So when we in the media and some concerned citizens were upset that people were rushing out of Accra, why? They would take their diseases to the, to the villages. I laughed again. <laughs> Folks, thousands live on the pavement in front of shops. Thousands. Tens of thousands are living on the pavement and in front of shops. Now check this out. Unlike in other countries where people who sleep outside are alcoholics, drug addicts, going through some sort of a depression or disturbance, unemployed. Some don't even have an address. That's why they've ended up there. For us, the people sleeping, same, i.e. outside on the pavement, are very fit. Not alcoholics, not drug addicts, don't have any criminal record, and very much engaged in some work, but are sleeping on the pavement in their thousands. That is the second nation, folks. So, my friends, when you mention lockdown, whether it's mild lockdown, partial lockdown, lukewarm, or even chilled lockdown with soldiers and police patrol, they are off to their villages. They are off to their villages for a while. He has saved his 350 cities, which is 3.5 million. Get a little bit of bread, five kilo bag of rice, off they go. How will they survive on the pavement in front of a shop? With no petty trading until the middle class thinks it's safe enough to work again. How will they survive in front of a shop? Just there, until the middle class thinks it's safe for them to work again. This is the reality. Folks, the COVID-19 has brought to our shores the reality that we can't even pass laws and expect it to work. There are too many people, too poor, too ignorant, to obey and abide the law. They have been denied opportunities because they did not school in the capital, because they did not school close to any capital, because their parents were not wealthy enough. Their education was not fit for purpose. So there's nothing for them. They have no skill. Nothing. The system has denied them that opportunity. Folks, there are actually fewer people with toilets in their homes in the nation. There are fewer people who have portable toilets. Fewer people with taps in their homes. Fewer people with refrigerators. Fewer people with any meaningful income. And just too many without shelter. And we are in 2020 trying to make laws to cover everyone. Those with all the basics above are saying, well, to hell with the excuses. Just lock up. Can you see the difficulty the government is facing? This is the reality the state is facing. So while we are in our gated communities and electric fenced house with 
eight dogs and chihuahuas who have food for the next eight weeks shouting lock up lock up this is the reality folks i think my only advice or suggestion would have been to just close down the city in bits maybe starting with the ministries government establishments then maybe non-food shops and just gradually just close it down and the rest will take care of itself so that the rash and the panic may have been reduced just gradually shut them down but the word lockdown folks <laughs> you don't lock down when people are sleeping on the pavements they will run but folks are we going to live through this misfortune again where we are unable to pass laws to protect us because the gap between the haves and the have-nots is just too wide and unfair? And the have-nots are just too many. I've said it many times. And here for no door, so do do. You can't build a nation with so many poor people. You can't build a nation. Where people are just too many are so poor. And yes, we complain because there is the opportunities here, but they've been denied it. Folks, now here's my opinion. And many of you will disagree with me, but it's my strong conviction and opinion. Because since 93 to date, our lives have been MPP, NDC, MPP, and the jury is still out as to who will save Ghana. But I am saying before the jury comes out with your verdict, this is the Ghana they have left us. Whatever the jury comes to say, this is the reality we are seeing. And it tells me one thing, that the challenges of Ghana is bigger than any one party. It also tells me that the nation is being built on division and therefore it will not and cannot stand. It tells me that a divided nation will create a survival of the fittest situation. Folks, we are hustling for the basics. Just the basics. Toilet in a home, WC, just a silver porcelain in a home. That's what we are talking about in 2020. We don't want any trident technology. We don't need any, you know, sea-going vessel. We don't need a submarine. We just need a white porcelain thing with a little water in it so that when people want to attend to nature's call, they can do it in their homes. That's what we are talking about here. What is the division for? Folks, we are blessed beyond reason with resources but we are unable to get human capital to harness our potential we are unable to get human capital to harness our own potential number one folks and for the hundredth time the issue of family planning and population control should be looked at with all seriousness. We must be able to tell those who don't have to be very careful with the numbers they give birth to. Yes, even though God looks after children, he will only provide natural resources. I.e. God will give you clinker, but not a bag of cement. 
God can give you a whole hill of clinker, but not even a cup of cement. God will give you that biggest tree in Adar near Joanim's house. The biggest tree. But he will not even give you a single bed. So yes, God has already looked after the children. But what can you do with the resources that he has given you? Folks, the rest is up to us. The reality is up to us. Let us make family planning free and accessible back to the lot of education and stigma reduced from it. It is a reality. I'm not saying 30 million people is too much to occupy the land, but folks, look at how many poor people they are. Now we need to go about borrowing, borrowing just to get our neck out. And therefore, even if you pass a law, it doesn't work. No, don't ride Okada, really? And so if somebody's from a Dumasa is going to Kudikope, are you going to take a taxi from Osu to go and pick the person up? How do you pass and enforce such a law? And so it, it becomes a stage where now we probably have to pass two laws. One for Accra and Kumasi, probably, uh, you know, Takradi and Koforia, and then, and then the rest for the others. We are building two nations and one. It is dangerous. Folks, number two, Nalasa, harder must be a hard one to do. But if we are going to make a great nation, then great sacrifices should be made. Folks, there's never ever been a successful nation without sacrifices. There's never been a great story without sacrifices. And great sacrifices should be made. First, it's time to bring on board all political stakeholders as one. Now, going forward, we cannot survive with this division. Folks, we will not survive with this division. Otherwise, we will end up one day being colonized, maybe by the Chinese, this time since they are the superpowers. Just give them a great part of the country and just keep quiet. Pretend you're independent. Just live a pretense. Subject your country and pretend. Or maybe the youth will one day get fed up and say enough is enough and just destroy everything. We can't go forward with this division when we are struggling for basics. Just a tap will be a tap and get water to wash your hands. Just a little basic roof over your head. Just a skill for somebody to manufacture something. To get a little bit of self-respect. Folks, today, those of you who live in the cities, urban areas, you see all these boys selling PK, PK, PK in their numbers. Lots of them. All between, what, 23, 2018, God knows. Ask yourself, at age 45, will this boy still be selling PK? Are you giving him any skill to survive beyond 45? What is he going to do? So you and I in the middle class who think we have electric fences. One day, one day, it will all boil over. These boys going along. There's just too many inflatable dolphins, uh, table, uh, coffee tables. Uh, you know, anything you think of is being sold. But they're all young today. Folks, I'm saying, when they turn 40, 43, 45, you think they will be still selling PK? And if not, what will they be doing? 
This is a natural security question. And so let us all agree that we want one thing. Let us all have one plan. And let us seriously reduce the pegs of politicians and have this imperial powers which is given to the president and so it becomes such an enviable position. Politicians, I mean, it is now like a beauty contest. It is like a trend. Everyone just gets a piece of paper, puts a picture on it and say, I want to be an MP. And you look at the person, you're thinking, what substance is this? Well, then it will be to me, I get, but I don't care. So far as they are popular, if they're able to get some money, they will end up in the house. And when they end up in the house, one thing is certain, they will be a bit wealthier. They will be a bit wealthier. So you know something? The news doesn't change. It is always the newsmakers that change. It's the same story within corruption. It's the same story with filth sanitation. It's the same story with priorities that don't make sense. It's the same story. However, four or eight years, the newsmakers are changing. But here we are today, faced with this world disaster where the whole world is crumbling down. We are doing our best. And I'm saying, after it is all said and done, are we going to go and divide ourselves and invest so much money in people? Register, vote, vote, everybody, vote, vote, vote. We, we are, we, some people live to vote. They are delegates who are just waiting for four years, so it is the cocoa season. But let us stand back, folks. Let us all just stand back and look at how filthy the nation is. Look at how many poor people could not even abide by lockdown because there was no door to be locked. Look at how many people you know, could not even stock up on Gary. They couldn't stock. Too many people. Yes, there will be poor people everywhere in the world. But it must be moderated to the point where the state could have put some bags of rice on a, on a, on a, on a, a long vehicle and say, yeah, you know, for this, this disadvantage, you know, take it. But in our case, unless you give the, the rise to the whole Ghana, we are all disadvantaged. We can't go forward thinking we are safe in our walled houses. This was the reality. To the point where you can't pass a law. Because who do you pass the law to? Who do you pass the law to? And I'm saying Ghana. A republic with two nations in it. It is high time that we make it one nation. Now you can agree with me, you can disagree with me, but that's the beauty of this show. Let us talk. And it's 03 Who's talking to me? Hello? Hello? Yeah, hello. Hi, who's talking to me? Okay, this is Johnny from Awoshi. Johnny, let me hear you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just this evening, I was cooking and I was thinking about this. That, uh, what's happening to this nation that everybody is just either NPC or NPC? But there's nothing good happening to this nation. I was thinking about 
the hundred million that is coming to for for this COVID nineteen. And I was thinking, uh, look at this hotel that they're going to put up at the Marina Mall. I lent the tax people alone is about twenty four million dollars. You're giving it to one person for free and go and borrow hundred million dollars to fight for this. Even if it's not because of politics, who would ever do this? So we admit to our own self now. It's time the citizens must do away with these two parties. Because look at what happened in Parliament. A section is for it and a section is against it. Imagine the table tense right now, the same people who are against it is gonna go for it. So I keep saying that, you know, we don't need an engineer to be a president. We don't need uh, who, uh, what, 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 I mean, a, a lawyer or I don't want to mention those who are in it already, but I mean, we don't need those professions, economists and then the doctors. No. If the person is even a farmer, a carpenter, whoever a person is and has the national heart, man, trust me, the nation is going to work. Good evening. Good evening, good evening. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. Who's talking to me? Hello, Nana. Hello. Oh, yes, right. Derek. Ah, Derek, let me hear you. I greet you, well, sir. I greet you back. And the issue I said here is, it looks like uh, we're lacking anticipation. We think about today and then forget about what will happen tomorrow and tomorrow next and hereafter. And one, two, is... We are being so selfish. The so-called middle class, all the politicians we're talking about here, you can't cut your head for them. But at the end of the day, you call them, nobody will really respond. So where are we driving at? Are we thinking about those, such doors that we are shutting, or those that are worse? It's about time. Ghanaians think about the nation. We come together as one. Do what we can to make the nation greater than we see it today. The earth is going now. It, 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 it's so pathetic. You go on the streets and you think about people that are sleeping on the pavement. And you ask yourself that simple question. What are they going to dwell on? For the next 14 days. It's so sad. Thank you very much. And I totally agree with you concerning the youth not doing anything profitable. But the thing is, they are not prepared to do hard work or go into gainful employment because they hate to obey authority and don't want to be controlled. Kweku Adabre, you are so right. And one day we have to do a whole show. I think we've done it, but we have to do it again. But you are so right. But you know something? We need to make them into citizens who want to work. Hello, who's talking to me? Yeah, my name is Kakito. Let me hear you, my brother. Yeah. I think um, my opinion is that um, I've been listening to the program and um, uh, I have a little difficulty and I want to express it. Sure. We live in a country, I've been watching CNN since this COVID-19 outbreak. And America has approved $2 trillion. And out of that $2 trillion, Individuals are taking thousand two hundred dollars. Individuals, both both families are taking two thousand four hundred dollars, and the rest they pay their taxes. The whole of the African continent. I'm not even limiting this to Ghana. The whole of the African continent. The Africans are paying taxes. 
we have COVID-19. It is killing us. I just watch TV3, watch GH1, watch all the news stations. Our members of parliament have a nose guard. But the citizens are paying taxes. They don't have a nose guard. And they are just working on the streets of Accra. That's the reality. But my brother, you see the taxes that we pay by the time we finish paying salaries, it's finished. That's the difference. You know, by the time we finish paying salaries, our taxes are finished. Hello, who's talking to me? Good evening, Anna. Good evening. And I'm calling from Teshi. Let me hear you. You see, Nana, um, a number of people are for a lockdown. A lockdown. Aside the perfect. some people don't even have the door to even lock it. Hmm. You see, um, a number of kayaks are just, you know, returning to the north. Ask yourself why. They don't have the means to survive within the two weeks of lockdown. They can't survive. They will die. Hmm. They will go hungry. In fact, our leaders are not helping us at all. At all, Nana. And it's sad. I mean, I, 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 I was reading it on the net. Rwanda president, that's Paul Kigami, is going around with trucks, ordered people to go around with trucks to provide the citizenry with bags of rice. This is what we call leadership. Thinking about the poor. Thinking about the vulnerable. Don't be selfish. Thank you. Thank you very much. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. Hello, who's talking to me? Hello, Nana. This is Kwe calling from Kasua Millennium City. Let me hear you, my brother. Nana, I am very grateful for such a discussion and I want to do some small contribution. Let me hear you. Nana, it seems like, in fact, you were saying something and I underline a certain portion of your statement that it seems like some people are having popularity and for that matter, they divert into politics and they become politicians. The fact is that these people, when they are coming, we should put a stop to them because it is only when coronavirus happens that is where we will be able to identify their inner characters. Why am I saying that? Recently, we heard a certain story about a certain man who is trying to be a politician. And I don't want to mention names. Thank you. And this person has done something which is very bad. You know something is wrong, but you went ahead to spread the disease. In fact, I heard a news from one of these stations that the people that got contact to this person have been quarantined. You see, you've put them into danger, but you are asking us to vote for you, or you want us to vote for you so that you become our leader. Then when you come, what at all can you do for us? So that these people are making politics become so dirty. Thank you very much. Your line was crackling there, Nana, with such low education levels. How can any policy thrive from law enforcement to family planning to communication to sanitation to any sphere of life? Just name it. If the masses do not have a minimum kind of benchmark education to understand and be able to make informed decisions for themselves, we are going nowhere because they can't even discern to 
to vote on policies and demand accountability. God bless. Kobe in North Dakota. But hello, who's talking to me on the phone? No, no, I'm back again. Derek. Let me hear you. You see, the issue I said here is, let me go back to my all-time advocacy. It's about time we think about a national development plan. And forget about all these party manifestos. Because I understand here, you'll be surprised. We'll go through this. That's for sure. But then, ask yourself that big question. Are we going again back to the old days? Then it will be MPP, NDC, MPP, NDC. And there are people who are suffering today. But at the end of the day, they will be queuing for one party or the other. And they will bring the same people to power. And they will be treated as the same way again. So it's about time we care about it. It's anticipation. Let's anticipate what will happen in the next 50 years. And we know where we are going. Pakistan now. It's like we're going to uh, a very good one in what? Disneyland. Or the when? Let's think for once. I rest my case. Thank you very much. 0302216541. Talk to me. And uh, this is a serious, serious uh, situation we have at hand. It will come to pass. But I'm saying when it comes to pass, are we going back to divide ourselves and just fight for the same thing? Now, I'm curious. Are you dead serious or being sarcastic that the president can receive a Nobel Peace Prize. Oh, did I'm serious. Assuming that we were all, you know, financially strong, and the president came and locked down at the time, he locked down and stopped, you know, flights from coming in and everybody locking down, it would have been marvelous. Even with our situation now, we are the envy of the world, did he? We are the envy of the world. But look at us today, where we can't even lock down. Not because we don't want to, but people are just too poor. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. Hello, who's talking to me? Hello. Yes. Good evening, Anna. How are you? I'm very well. I hope you're keeping safe. This is now. Now, yes, yes, I am keeping safe. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, um, I don't know whether Ghanaians don't listen to the news. The Minister of Finance was in Parliament today, getting a bill rectified so that money aside, small businesses vulnerable people and so on. These things take a bit of time. And if without Parliament approval, you cannot implement these things. So all these things will happen. For Kagame is doing his. We shall also do ours. This country, we shall always also do ours. And then people are complaining, oh, we are in the house, we are bored. This is a time to do house cleaning. This is a time to do your spring cleaning. Bring all your rubbish out of them. Clean them, put them back. Keep busy. Keep, you know, working and keep safe. Thank you very much. Clearly now is in that sort of world that we are in. Now there are some people who don't have a house to clean. That's who I'm talking for today. Yes, today I bleached my whole house. I'm luxury. Can you imagine? I bought a gallon of bleach and I told the boys to clean the whole house. They bleached the walls, the door handles. And you know something? I am privileged just to be able to bleach a house. Privileged to bleach a house. Somebody even hasn't got bleach, let alone a house. And that's what I'm talking about. Should we live in a nation where bleach is a luxury? Hello, who's talking to me? Hi, my name is Mami Ekia. Hello, Mami Ekia. Calling for me Hello. Let me talk to you. I mean, when it comes to this whole um, COVID thing, I think both the government and the people have a problem. Mm -hmm. Because as much as we all know that we can't trust our government to take care of us, we've learned this. It's not new. I think every Ghanaian knows that the reason so many Ghanaians 
queue up in front of embassy to travel is because we don't trust our government. We never have. And so even in this pandemic, I expect that Ghanaians themselves would even take initiatives to do at the least, the very least, is to protect ourselves, to not be seated in churches where it's full to capacity and not be able to tell the mates and the drivers that, look, you can't do this because of social distancing, or to, at the very least, not hike up prices so other people cannot afford to stay in the house. But these are things that we're doing. And so in the grand scale of things, it's the, the average Ghanaian not the same as their leader. And for me, that's the issue, is that we have voted for people who reflect who we are as a people. And so for us, as a, as a people, where we can hike up Gary from 7 Ghana to 25 degrees in one day, knowing very well how that... Um, um, how that impacts the person who is coming to buy for their family who has budgeted, let's say, 50 guarantees for the week. And you hike it up almost 400%. What are you expecting people to do? Of course, they're not going to be able to stay at home. Of course, you know the impact you're having. Yet you complain about government. You're just like your leaders. And that's the thing. Guardians, as a people, are like the leaders. And we vote for a reflection of who we are. And that is why we have the problem that we have. And I thank you very much for the call. And Macosby Anthony says, Nana, I only pray we have a people with a good heart to govern Ghana. Let us check the statistics. Our politicians spend well over 400,000 plus to get into government. They will never do anything unless until they reap their investment first. I do pay my taxes. But when I look at the way things are, sometimes I ask myself if it's worth it, the taxes I do pay. Until we change the narrative, we will continue complaining like this every time. Don't we care a little for and about the living? Who's talking to me on the line, please? Uh, hello, Nana. Yes. Good evening. This is Bright from Alajo. Let me hear you. Mm-hmm. I'm very fine. I, I love your delivery this evening. This is my first time of listening to your delivery, and I think we need these things in our country. First of all, it is very true. These two political parties have been saying that they have been the worst thing that has happened to our country. They don't have any development plan for us. They come and then they just bring their policy manifestos, and then they want to just... Uh, Please, they are political followers. And we go cycle going by the same problem every day. So if, if they, they will not change and then change and have a development plan for our nation, that will go by it. The poor will still be, or will have more of them. And the society will be like this. So we just have to advise ourselves as the current people, Advise ourselves and stop voting for these two political parties. I think that will help us so that we can change the way our country is ruled or things that have to be done for the country to move forward. Thank you very much. Thank you, too, for tuning in. And I hope that every Monday you will tune in. Uh, who's talking to me on the line now? Steven. Steven, let me hear you. It's been a while. Yeah, Nana. Yes. Some of us. Good evening, sir. Nana, nana. Let me hear you. And now some of us, we are unemployed. Hmm. You see, as it happens, we don't know how to, how to do. Some of us, we don't know how to do. You see, nothing is going on. Today, <laughs> off, we stay in the house. Nothing. 
Stephen, what's your skill? What do you do? Carpentry, mechanic, electrician? I'm a driver. You're a driver. But, yes, I'm a driver. So we are away because the food store we, we carry uh, materials to site for people who build uh, their house. Okay. Uh, yes, once we happen, people they build their house. So and we went there to the police people they take us back to home. Stephen, let's hope that in two weeks we'll be back to normal. These are difficult times. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. Hello, who's talking to me? Nana, this is Mayor. I'm calling from OED. Let me hear you. Nana, the African is still sleeping and is still not awake. Hmm. You see, you 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 earlier on said something concerning the youth not ready to submit themselves to the leaders. Yes, I, I'm a youth. I stand for the youth. And I would say, no. The truth is, the youth have been food for so long. So they've also realized that, no, the leader I'm going to serve under is not telling me the truth. Let us take, um, for instance, now, look at these lockdowns. They shouldn't have happened so, or there should, there should have been a, um, a proper measure in place for the citizens. But because the, the, the three leaders failed to put in proper policies, look at what they're all going through. So, assuming that they will all say, okay, we say we want to serve the country, we want to do things right, we are going to put down proper implementation. I don't think the next generation will suffer. So, as we cut the right, we cut the left as well. So, if we do, we all have to just like, you know, wake up, think, and vote the right. Because if we say politicians, they are also involved. If we say we, they are also involved. So, we should just wake up and do the right thing. God bless you, bro. God bless you too, my brother. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. Who's on the line, please? Good evening, Anna. Good evening. This is Ajima Joseph. Good night, Anna. Hello, my brother. Anna, God bless you for your program. Pause. You don't do the program for yourself and your family. You don't do the program for Joy FM, but you do for Ghanaians, especially the needy. Hmm. I thank you for most of the times mentioning the gap between the rich and the poor. Hmm. And how many MPs will accept that let's reduce their per diem, the amount that they take, let's reduce it a bit, so that we use some to take care of the less privileged. And on this lockdown issue, there are a lot of people, if they don't move a day, they don't eat. There are a lot of people who sleep in service stations, fuel service stations, uh, lorry stations, and now, where are they going to live? But people have money, and they are traveling to villages just because they can afford whatever. And as you are saying, this is not a political issue, but the MPP NDC, when they come, they say they are coming to serve. The MP say they are coming to serve. Now, let me tell you, if government decides to give food aid to the less privileged, the rich men will still take them. So are we helping those people we say we are coming to serve? God be with us, Nana. God be with us all. This one, there's a message with no name. It says, Nana, I think for once, government has done well by giving some of their wages uh, to the COVID funds to help. Yes, the president has given three months. Others are giving two months. Uh, let me take somebody on the line. Hello, who's talking to me? Jifa Joapo, Nana. Hello, Jifa, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Very good. Uh huh. Uh, Nana, you see why I always say you are my president. <laughs> see the wisdom with which you have spoken this evening. Mm. 
you are just sitting right on the nail. And even these people that are selling PK on the street, some have relatives that can help them. When you try to help these people, they are thinking about what to eat today. They are forgotten about when they will be 40, 45, 50. I, I don't want to say I'm using my own story. People I know, I try to help them, Nana. All they will tell you is, it's not everybody that is supposed to do white a white color job, or it's not everybody that is to learn a trade before the person can feed him or herself. And the kind of role models they will refer you to. So the the the, the mentality that the, the people themselves have. Sometimes we should not even be blaming the elite in the community. Some of them have the heart to help, but the people that we are willing to help. How are they accepting us? How are they receiving us? So we need to move to the communities and educate people. Nana, let's form groups that we can uh, approach these kind of people, identifiable groups, and see how we can change their life. Thank you, Nana. You are doing your best. Thank you to Jifa. Thank you to uh, this one of the things which maybe we have to have. I think we've done about two times, but we need to do it again to ask ourselves. You know, as I said, you know, when they say, oh, we are going to create jobs, you're going to create jobs and ask who's going to do that job. Who has got skill for that job? What what sort of job is it? Because folks, we are bringing our children up consciously to say like, you know, everything is here and now there's that culture in the system. Where our children are not growing up to know that, listen, it will take me 10 years. It will take me 15 years to get to this point. But that's a whole show together. Hello, who's talking to me? Yeah, hello, Nana. Yes, sir. Emmanuel from Lashibi. Emmanuel, let me hear you. Sorry, sorry. Nana, just a snappy one on uh, the state of the nation. Mm -hmm. With regard to the COVID-19, mm -hmm. and then there's, uh, the, finance po the finance minister's position on the use of the heritage fund mm -hmm. to help clear uh, this issue. Mm -hmm. I am of the fact that this is not politics. I am of the fact I second the, uh, the minister's position because mm -hmm. where is the future without the present? Mm -hmm. Where is the future without the present? We have a situation at hand. I mean, there is no way we can rely on eight eight eight. Oops, your line dropped. Your line dropped. Zero three zero two two one six five four one. There's someone on the line already. Hello, who's talking to me? Hello, Dana. Good evening. Good evening. I'm Francis from uh, Spencer's. Francis, let me hear you. Yeah, how old is your show now? Uh, about seven years, I think. Six <laughs> and a half, seven. <laughs> you think that people who matter are actually listening? Ah, Francis, I do my best. Yeah, I think you've done, you've done very well, eh? When I started listening to your show, you used to be in the house. Yes, yes. Yeah, so today I was just thinking that these things are very simple and straightforward. Hmm. How can no one is listening? So maybe if they are not listening, can we think of something else and do with the airtime we have? Ah, we'll keep talking, Francis. We, we, can't, we can't give up. But let me say a special good evening to Nana Kofi Inti. Jabbing Ankobiahene listening. You're listening to the show. Thank you very much, Jabbing Ankobiahene. For those of you who don't know who Ankobia is, he was like head of security. You know, traditionally, Ankobia is head of security. And our great forefathers had this wisdom that he can't be deposed. 
And he owes allegiance not even to the chief. You know why? Because every information he gives to the chief must be intact. So he can't be put in a position where he's a bootlicker. So when Ankobia comes to tell you that, Nana, be careful of Ansako, you have to be careful because Ankobia is on his own. Ankobia, he owes allegiance to no one and no one owes allegiance to him. So a little education in tradition there. Nana, Kufi, Inti, Gabing, Ankobia, Henny, all tuned in. Nana Asamoa Sechi. Nana Asamoa Sechi. And Koswa Hene of Dewu also tuned in. We have a little royal presence here today. Nana Yakunadu is uh, tuned in. Nana Yak from uh, Moving Pick. Yeah, Nana Yakunadu from Moving Pick is tuned in. But folks, that was my opinion today, that we are widening the gap so much that we can't even make laws anymore. Going forward, folks, we need to sit down, take a break and take hard decisions and make big sacrifices to join this nation together and get one nation. Otherwise, there is trouble ahead. As for me, my name is Nana Ansakwa. And until the lions have their own historians... Tales of hunting would always glorify the hunter. Happy, lovely quarantine to my dear wife, who is listening and editing from afar. Thank you.